0: All right, here we go. Another episode well into a year at this point. We have Zach Conlon with us today. This is The Vital Wire. All right, so Aaron and I get to stay on our kick of <laughs> the athletic realm here, but more importantly, we're going to get to learn on uh, more about our guest today, Zach Conlin. Uh, just introduce yourself for you. You really need no introduction.
1: Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Zach Conlin. Uh, I'm a PJ professional. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. I uh, teach golf at Old Hickory Golf Club, mm-hmm. transitioning to a new indoor training facility. Um, that's about to open in October Mm -hmm. Been teaching golf for about 11 years, coached high school golf for three years. Um, just trying to revolutionize the game of golf.
0: Perfect. That's, uh, that's kind of what we like to do. Change the stereotype, revolutionize what's going on in our own individual industries is cool. So before we jump in and and talk about Elevate Golf in in Lake St. Louis, let's, let's learn a little bit about Zach. Where did Zach come from? where did you grow up? Tell us.
1: I grew up in uh, St. Peters, which is right here. Tomorrow, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, went to Fortunemont South High School, um, played golf there. Uh, took got into golf a lot after after college. When did you When did you start playing golf? Like when did you pick up a club? Uh, probably middle school time, like fifth, sixth grade, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Started doing some junior leagues. Um, grew to like it. I was playing a lot of baseball at the time. Golf kind of took over. I mm-hmm. uh, had to make the decision in high school. Baseball, golf, same season.
0: Why golf? Why would you change?
1: I don't know. I was pretty good at baseball, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I The game, I was, you know, drawn to the game, just the challenges of it and uh, uh, the just the continued work it takes to be good at mm-hmm. it. Um, it. It was also kind of nice having to put all that pressure on just me, uh, knowing that if I performed, uh, we had a good day rather than, you know, leaning on a team or, or something mm-hmm. like that. It, uh, it just I like the individuality of it.
0: Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, I really feel like there's a couple sports that are very hard to be, like, even just um, hobby wise, be competitive at. And I say golf and bowling are probably the two hardest sports to be competitive at. Like, a lot of people will do it because they love it or they can drink a lot of beer while they do it, whatever it is. But to, you know, to carry a, a 220 or better you know, average in bowling and to do the same thing. And, and like my, my goal right now is to get into single digit handicaps in golf. Right. It's, it's two of the hardest sports to achieve that really, I believe so many different angles and timing and, and pace. And, and there's just so much that, like you said, there's always something you can get better at, but it is challenging. It's very humbling.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause you know, golf's kind of the sport that people just like Oh, I'm going to try playing golf and it's like it's not really something you can just try you know? like, <laughs> like, uh, it is hard you know and and I think that uh if I can get people to understand that uh it helps a lot you know mm-hmm. you know rather than going out and being like oh yeah this is going to be super easy I mean you you have to understand that uh you have to take it for how hard it is and it's going to be a challenge uh but it just it shows you work ethic and things like that that uh, really bring out like good qualities in people. It's, it's like you have to work hard to be good at it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So started in middle school. You went to Zumwalt South, South yeah. you said? And you played high school golf there. Um, obviously graduated from Zumwalt South. What yeah. happened after high school?
1: So I went to uh, Missouri State a couple of years. Uh, did not play golf there. Um, was it Missouri State when you went? It was. Was it? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then a couple of years there came back, um, working at golf courses, uh, and, uh, re- golf retail go- and golf course. And then, um, was going to school to be a, actually to be a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And then, um, started working at old Hickory, uh, where I got into teaching golf and I was like teaching math or teaching golf. <laughs> and, uh, you know, from there did everything I needed to do to, to become a PGA professional. And, mm-hmm. um, my skills in it teaching.
0: Well, you said something important that I just picked up on because you and I tend to work on the track man a little bit when there's yep. bad weather when it's cold. So now you saying teaching math or teaching golf, yeah, it's like, okay, I now. kind of blended the
1: two worlds a little bit. <laughs> um, the amount of numbers we get from track man and, uh, everything like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's some math to be done. Uh, golf swing is all angles and, mm-hmm. uh, proper angles into the ball um how much you can rotate it uh, all that you know we can get into all face, the control,
0: and, face control yeah, face
1: control face control you can control club face to be the best player in the world and just <laughs> say that to people so uh that that is not easy to do so
0: when did you so when did you get your your card when when did you become pga pro so
1: um took me a little while i uh you know kind of figuring out what i wanted to do and stuff like that and once i started teaching golf and, and loved it um that was probably 2013 or so uh started the, PGA program and went through that and um, I've now been a PGA member for almost four years. Nice. As the associate leading up to that. And then now, now it's a, you know, class A PGA for professional.
0: That's awesome. That's uh, I, I mean, and golf too is one of those sports that's like, it's growing rapidly mm-hmm. growing very rapidly and as well it should. I, I love golf for like, like you said too the qualities it can teach you, you know, whether it's patience or um, consistency, or building relationships you know a lot of people say there's a lot of money to be made on the golf course and there is there's a there's a class that comes along with that too which i think is very rewarding and and also a, a class you want to be sustainable in but there's so much good that golf can bring and and so i think if uh if i had to do it over again i too was a big baseball guy but i would I would hone in on golf if they're like, you can't play baseball. You can go back, go back to high school. You can't play baseball. You can't do exactly what you did. You got to do it a little different. What would you do? I'd be, well, I'd
1: play golf. Yeah, for sure. Everyone that I see, they always say that. And I wish I started golf earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, but the good news is you can kind of pick it up at any time. Um, just seek help. Where did you, you coach golf? You, uh, said you coached I coached them. at Zumult South. Actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I went back there and coached a, a few years until um, my schedule couldn't handle it anymore. It's just too big of a commitment. But yeah. loved love coaching high school golf. Uh, if I had time to do it, I'd still be doing it.
0: Yeah. Well now you're just going to do it a little differently now because what, uh, I'm excited for what you're starting to do. So you and I have been working together for over a year now. Right. Um, my goal being is I just wanted to get into single digits, uh, you know, knowing, you know, having the capacity and I, I believe I have that talent range to get into that point where I sought out, help. Right. Um and so it's super cool because I just want to say one thing about working with you and I tell this to everybody is there's all kinds of different styles of coaches and and I wouldn't say necessarily that one's better than the other it's just mm-hmm. who fits with you. Um I've gone to a couple different other coaches and and they were great. Um the only thing for me and what I like about how you teach is like it sounds a little cliche but you literally are able to work with what somebody has and and you have an overall goal with how you teach versus cuz there's so many different variables where you sure. put your ball in your stance how do you turn how fast how fast do you go what's your timing like what's but it's like in in being able to coach with you and really start to narrow it down and be like here's the overall goal if you can strike the ball well and then let's go from there and there's and that's one thing I've enjoyed versus like don't hit this swing over this here's all these drills and these things in your way that works well for a lot of people right. and you know me well enough now as it's right. like you know, okay, sees all the angles, he's way far past the vision of what it should be in the feel he's got. It's like, and to be able to work with what I had to work with, and you work with a lot of people who do need the drills. So to be able to take what people need is something I appreciate that you're pretty set in what you're trying to deliver, but you mold it definitely to the client or you know, the student that you're working
1: with. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So you look at the PGA Tour, uh, watch any golf on TV, like, all the swings are different, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, but um, you know where they're going is similar, right? But uh, how they get there is completely different. And um, you know, golf swings made up of balance, in my opinion. So if you if you have the right amount of balances in your swing, if you're open somewhere, close somewhere else. I don't need to get into the details. Of, yeah, of yeah. At all, <laughs> or give my se- or give my secrets away. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, if you can balance things in golf swings, uh, they blend really well. So a lot of what I do when I'm when I'm instructing is is finding what you do well and building off of that rather than saying this is how you swing a golf club or these are the things you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not that simple to just say, this is the one way to do it. Um, so I appreciate that. That that means a lot. Just to to say that, say that it's really nice.
0: Well, the, there was, there was one day we were all out on the range for an event, um, earlier this year. Uh, and I've, I've been referring people to you and, and likewise, but, uh, Aaron decides to take a club out of my bag. We have a picture of this. And she's like, huh, maybe I'll try out one of your clubs. I was like, no, you will not. No, you will no. put that back in the bag. You can, you can try out on somebody else's club first. <laughs> You've got a different starting point than where I'm at now. Uh, Zach, too, can work with you. Yeah. But please leave my clubs where they're at. <laughs> So did you hit one or no? I he didn't let me. No? Oh, no. no. I've got I've got a set of M sixes. Uh shout out Taylor made for helping me get the clubs I have now. But um well maybe maybe if she wants to take up golf. Erica's my wife has now taken up a little bit of golf. Janie wants to learn girl. how to play golf. Yeah, I'm the yeah. cart girl. <laughs> cart girl. <laughs> so we will uh we'll get them all together, but um, how how young I mean, what's, what's your ideal clientele? Like how, how young? Yeah, so,
1: so that's a good question because a lot of people will say, well, yeah, I want to get my, you know, three-year-old out for golf. And I'm like, hey, hit the brakes a little bit, you know, like, <laughs> so, um, when they're, when they're that young, uh, you know, I recommend not doing anything outside of a green. So mm-hmm. chipping and putting, um, and stuff like that. Start to develop feel early. Mm-hmm. Um, but until a, a child can support a club above their head, It's just going to pull them around. So, like, you get the club up, and it kind of dumps over their head. They Mm -hmm. come down, it falls back around them. Uh, They're swatting at it sideways. So, until they have the strength to support a golf club, Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to instruct that. Now, you can teach, you know, grip, stance, like posture, like how to set up properly, um, and then work on the feel stuff, the the short stuff, the stuff they can manage. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want them to swing plastic clubs when they're little, is great. I mean, it's just something. Just develop some type of swinging motion um, get used to making contact with something, you know, uh, but weight's an issue. You know, you get something too heavy, uh, a, a small child might not be able to handle it. So yeah. my daughter just turned five and, uh, I think we're gonna have club in her hand this winter. So.
0: Yeah. Has she shown interest into
1: that? Oh yeah. She asked me about it all, all the time. The other day she actually, it was, uh, you know, PGA tour wrapped up last week mm-hmm. and, uh, we were sitting on the couch and, uh, I turned the TV on she said, turn on golf. And I was like, well, there's not golf right now, no. <laughs> but that was, uh, it was music to my ears though. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to watch some, you know, Disney show or something. And she told me to turn golf <laughs> watch on. Watch Moana so. or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. hundred well, times already. So. Well,
0: I asked that too, because, uh, Kenton and well, Kenton and Layton might, so they're four and six now, um, have been knocking down my door. There's two things they want to do. Mm-hmm. They want to watch and work on the race car. And when we're not doing that, they want to go to the golf course, which is cool because I'm the same way. Like I haven't pushed, like they're exposed to what we're exposed to, um, but I've never pushed. And when they want to go, we go, or sometimes we'll be like, you want to go to the golf course? Like, yeah, let's go. And, and like you said, we've started on the, on the chipping green and we'll go and putt because the the thing about golf too, is it is a little different. Like to be able to corral them, it's not like, okay, now you can go into the outfield and you let them run and they're expending energy. It's like, you're standing here. Golf balls are here, right. and we're gonna do some work and to corral them into that. But once they're ready for that too, I like the psychology of that too. And and when do you start kids? Because it's like, well, they've got to be able to somewhat be contained because it's not something where you can make it such an experience where they're always um, where they're always doing something. Right. It's like okay, if they're if they get bored, so it's like being able to have the time frame allowed or do they have the capacity and will and want to do it to be able to stand there and take I mean even 10 15 minutes at a time right. to right. start to do something whether it's stance or putting so that's super cool but with with that let's let's go ahead and jump into what you're bringing here to Lake St. Louis sure um, we've had an awesome time I met you at Old Hickory and that whole facility has been great and better for that there's still going to be a relationship there but you have now decided to uh kind of branch off and literally start to change the game and industry of how golf is taught
1: yeah so it really started on on changing kind of the instruction model a little bit mm-hmm. um you know in in missouri at least there's not a lot of options for um off-season practice off-season off-season training i, I built a simulator at old hickory so i could teach through the off-season uh people's knock on on using that was that um they didn't want To get the change and then not be able to practice it so having a place to practice was an issue so you know i'm in the simulator teaching they can't be in there practicing so Mm -hmm. they can come get a golf lesson and then they don't do anything until next golf lesson and it just it gets kind of redundant so Mm -hmm. uh, unless you can practice it makes it difficult so um what we're developing and what we're and what we're building uh that'll be ready in about october in october sometime is a full-on training facility so not only can we do instruction um but we are building practice programs for, for uh, athletes. So they come in, they take a, an eight-tiered assessment test mm-hmm. that covers kind of every aspect of their game. Um, from there, uh, we, we build a practice program for them, and then we put them through training where they can actually practice the skills to get better at golf. And if they get golf instruction, we implement that into their practice. So they're constantly being told, essentially, how to function in, in practice versus um, versus taking a golf lesson mm-hmm. and either doing nothing or doing or not practicing the right way the hardest thing about golf is 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 not prescribing practice I can tell people what I want them to do between golf lessons mm-hmm. uh, and prescribe it but I can't manage it right. um, especially if you're teaching a 10 year old a 12 year old kid mm-hmm. you expect them to take a 30minute lesson every three three weeks or something and come in and then and then they're on their own and it's like what is that 12-year-old doing for three weeks when they're not with 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 their coach or mm-hmm. other sports i mean they have the luxury of coaches at practice coaches at games uh they have pitching lessons and they're with a private instructor so they're just constantly being coached and golf is just it's just backwards there's no help mm-hmm. unless unless you're paying for hours of instruction which is really expensive i mean i know yeah. what i know what i charge it's not cheap to to take to get private, private instruction, but that can't be the only source of training. Right. Um, So that's our goal is, is to um, have a one, a facility that can manage that where we can manage practice. Um, But two make it affordable to where you don't need private instruction every week. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get your get the change that you need to have fundamentally, but then work on the skills needed to play golf. So it's, it's a lot more about playing golf rather than uh, rather than just getting better at golf swing. We make you better at golf rather than golf swing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I can attest to that. It's like where from where I was this time last year, or I think we started, what, probably May or June last year. Yeah. And from where I am now, it's, it's like I still don't play enough being here at the practice. Yeah. And it's so funny because most of these people we have on that are mm-hmm. guests, whether they're in organization or HR or construction or golf or whatever it is it's music to our ears because even with what we do here is it's like okay so if you think you're only going to do it once every once in a while and you're going to remember apply and create sustainable result and consistency you're not it takes that level of training but it also takes you know that that time frame and the availability on both sides to be able to do it with the correct facility and plan going forward and we've talked A lot throughout this you know at the beginning of your idea of even this happening and it's you know I can I really can jump on board with this too because it's a lot of what we do here Mm -hmm. let's evaluate you as a person yeah Um, and then what are your goals what are you trying to do and now let's evaluate what do we have to work with not just like okay you want to be have a better golf swing and be a better golfer great I know where we where I need you to go to do that but it's like what do you even have to work with Do that evaluation, and then on our side, seeing the some of the athletes we see and the golfers, and you know me being very high into golf, and then learning from you is it's like what does it take even biomechanically? And you're going to have resources for that too. And it's like how can we make sure that you can be the best golfer possible with the best resources and the the best practice and training and playability, and also there's going to be a health component in that for you too. So it's like this is going to be literally a huge game changer. Um, and it 's right here in the middle of St Charles County, and what I see too is the tiger era was cool right and everybody you know well i shouldn 't say everybody you know a lot of people they the, the, what he, the impact he had on the game was phenomenal, and that was I think really the beginning of this massive growth into golf. but then you get these super relevant kids. And not so much kids anymore because we are getting old, and you can see that in our beards if you're watching this. But <laughs> but you see guys like Rory, and Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas, um, and now Morikawa, and you see all these guys. And and now it's really relevant to the younger generation where it's not just like oh, rich guys play golf.
1: Right, and, and not only not only in the tour players and. um little bit of the fashion probably in there mm-hmm. you know especially yeah. with Ricky coming on you know when he came on um, but golf entertainment mm-hmm. uh, you know top golfs and and all these oh, yeah. put- putting courses and mm-hmm. uh, I mean it is blowing up and just people that have never touched a golf club before going for a work event or something like that and they're just getting introduced to the game um, so it, it's becoming more of just a lifestyle something people do to spend free time Mm -hmm. um which is just gonna help golf courses and and everything at the end because people are going to want to get into golf oh top golf was fun you know maybe i'll try to play real golf you know Mm -hmm. uh so it's just golf entertainment blowing up is is totally helping the game
0: Mm -hmm. yeah top golf is super cool for the industry because then it's like we 're all We're all competitive right so you go to you go to top golf and then you literally top the golf ball and you hit it into the net that's in front of you, and then you've got some other of your buddies that can actually hit a little bit, and then you start trying to play the games and putting them into flags and starting to you start to get competitive yeah. and then what top top golf doesn't really provide that I'm aware of is like, okay, how do I get better at this right. because I'm sick of my friends beating me at this right. all the time. I want to drink and be good yeah. and eat, but I want to be good at this, and then it's like the the thing that I like to, to relate here too, and as we're seeing more student athletes, is in this will apply to your your industry as well. Is it's like everybody wants the result, but right now I don't think they know what are the resources, what's even available. Right. right. So this is in Lake St. Louis. Um, you said October ish, right? Yeah. So give us a little bit of a uh, of a verbal walkthrough of what you're going to have in the building.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this could be, this could be <laughs> extensive. So. Um, Trackman is one of the uh, leading industry launch monitors, um, and, uh, tracks golf ball, golf club.
0: So, and so for you guys, what you see is when you see that blue stripe or that red stripe of like the ball flight on the TV, right. that's trackman.
1: Yeah. So on like PGA tour events, they have Trackman behind the tee boxes and it tracks the golf ball for them. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're seeing there is typically uh, golf ball data. So like ball speeds and carry distance and stuff like that. So you know how far they hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we can do in facility is we can actually track your golf club too. It actually spits out like 31 different data points. Mm. Um, we don't use all those at one time, <laughs> a little, little overwhelming there, but, uh, but we're able to pull all this data, um, and, and help us to analyze what's what's going on and help build your practice. But so we have seven TrackMan uh, simulators, which actually can be used to play golf as well as practice. Mm-hmm. There's, there's miniature golf on there. There's long drive competition on there. There's closest to the pin games. So they have tons of games you can play outside of just just training elements. Uh, um, a lot of our testing will be on there, you know, we can we'll build tests, and then that's how we are able to evaluate people's you know wedge game or driver. Um, and then beyond the simulators, we also have a three thousand square foot short game area going in. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We have a rectangular uh, flat putting green, and then like a two thousand square foot chipping green that's actually sloped. Uh, with a real sand bunker inside, mm. um, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. A turf company that is doing it said it's the, the only indoor bunker they've done. So oh, wow. It's, uh it's pretty unique, and it'd be pretty cool to be able to actually hit sand shots inside. Uh, we also have a, a golf-specific fitness area, um, a concession area, and we have a member's lounge equipped with... Uh, right now, we're putting in a gaming area, so we've got PS5 in there, we've got uh, ping pong in there, a little space to kind of sit and eat and do or eat and drink whatever you want to do mm-hmm. um and then like a little lounge outside too uh by the simulators but uh it's about 10 there's also
0: a two facility. acre lake in the middle no
1: i'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> yeah we need a little bit bigger building for that. we're gonna have indoor golf holes yeah
0: but even at that i mean it, you have a 3000 square foot putting chipping facility yeah so that should give people a pretty good idea like this isn't just your 1400 square foot Five simulator bays no, where you we're just go simu- bring somebody. We're not a
1: simulator bar. No. Uh, we are a full-on training facility. Um, you can practice every element of your game inside our building, and then improve mobility, strength, and and other things in our fitness area. Um, so there's there's a there's a ton that we're going to be able to do just inside the walls.
0: Mm-hmm. So really, what no matter no matter what the goals are, and this is something that Aaron and I her during our uh, ultimate athlete evaluation, and and even our general clients here is it's like. What's the goal? Yeah, And no matter what the goal is, it's like, you know, I want to go play golf at Oklahoma State. Um, I want to go play golf at Alabama or, you know, I want to go tour whatever, you know, or I just want to play for fun. I want to be able to win some skins. Right. And it's like, depending on what that answer is, this facility, they're going to be able to use every aspect of the facility and you're going to be able to take them no matter what. If it's hobby golf or if it's, you know, extreme ultimate elite level golf, you're going to have everything there. Yeah,
1: we accommodate Every skill level, every age range, um, whether it's little kids just getting introduced to golf, if you're somebody that wants to work on your game, uh, and you're 60, 70 years old, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, leagues or other formats at night and uh, on the weekends, uh, simulator rentals, stuff like that.
0: So, with that, now that we've kind of had a walkthrough of the of the facility, give us a little bit of insight on if somebody's going to work with with you. If like, if I, if I was 20 years younger, I would say, no, I want to play golf in Alabama. Like right. I want, I want to, I want to play some serious golf. I want to go for it. Um, what's, what's kind of your, 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 your coaching process of what's the first thing you look at?
1: Yeah. So, um, for the facility, we're, we're, we're definitely leaning on our, uh, our evaluation tool, our assessment test. So we have an eight tiered assessment test. Uh, every player will go through that testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll tell us where they're strong and where they're weak in their game um it, there's a scoring scale that we use um and then from there we can we can see like uh, your chipping is a weak part of your game or your putting is a weak part of your game uh, and then we build practice based off of your skill range mm-hmm. so um, first is develop practice plan. so we've developed a whole plan for you we schedule it out for you what you're doing each day how you're doing it there's videos on how to do everything you have a practice coach that comes around and helps you um, you're constantly being supervised and being guided through your practice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go through practice sessions and you don't improve, um, there could be fundamental issues. So that's where we would say like okay, now you'' you're, you know you've been chipping for uh, five practice sessions, but we're not seeing much growth in that just through practice, so we probably need some type of fundamental help. Mm-hmm. So now it might be golf lesson time, okay mm-hmm. so so golf lesson becomes a little more secondary. Um, let's let's figure out, it, can we develop these skills without having to pay so much for them, really? Yeah. right? You know like do I need to take you know 27 golf lessons in, <laughs> in a month? You know like it, it, to be honest with you, that's really what you need to do right now because there's no one guiding right. the practice. So we're just trying to fill that middle void. So uh, as, to answer your question, I mean we're 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 managing how you practice the game mm-hmm. um, and then offer the fundamental help when needed. But uh, there'll be clear evidence if we need it or not. It's not going to be you think you need to work on your driver when the driver is really the best club in your bag. You just missed two fairways last round and you were upset about it. Yeah. It's like tour average is like 70%. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be that good, you know? Like, so um, it's just we can now manage and tell you, hey, this is where we need to work. We're going to level all of your skills. So get everything to where you're the same skill range across the game Mm -hmm. and then we'll elevate all of your, all of your skills together. So keep getting better and progressing and then we can constantly track it and make sure that we're doing that.
0: So, and and this can be a little bit of a, this is going to be a very dynamic question because there's going to be different levels of this, but I'm going to try to get to a point without just saying it right off the bat. So let me see if I can form these questions correctly. Sure. So just Aaron starting to play golf. And she's like, I just want to know all about golf. You know, just kind of give me give me the foundation. And she goes where? And she might ask something like, "What is what is the most important thing to focus on playing golf mm-hmm. from just a management perspective, not necessarily a golf swing perspective? But yep. where are the most strokes dropped in golf?
1: Sure, I mean, thirty yards and in probably. So okay. we're just gonna greens around it okay so the feel the feel of it of of chipping and putting is a hard thing to develop uh whether it's just a putter in your hand at first is probably the best thing you can do uh the green out is in my opinion is going to be the best way to learn especially for somebody new if you play in a work scramble or a charity scramble or something like that and and you go out there and you swing and miss every time you go to hit the ball but then you make a putt like you're gonna have the time of your life so yeah like, like it the other thing I I tell people too is is it's a lot easier to get good at chipping and putting, but if you want to hit driver three hundred yards, you gotta be able to swing it pretty dang fast to do that. Yeah. So like that's gonna be a lot harder hill to climb mm-hmm. than uh getting up and down a little more or or three putting less. Yeah. Um starting small and then working your way out is definitely the way to go.
0: Yeah. I think that's something important, you know, for somebody like Aaron or whoever wants to get into golf, you know, if, as they ask that question. It's like, you know, they say all the time, you know, you, put, you know, drive for show, putt for dough. Yeah. Like everybody gets a top golf and they're like, oh, I'm going to bang this over the, the <laughs> net. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. And all chicks dig the long ball. That's yeah. great. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you want to win some money and be good. Like you can cut down a lot of strokes. And, you know, we've talked about this too, even with my kids. It's like get them putting, you know. Three foot putts and in the 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 validation, the excitement, the achievement of dad, I made it. Right, and it's like okay, yeah. we'll move it back a little farther. We'll right. move it back a little farther. Now start out here and see how close you can get it to the hole. Right. So as far as a management perspective, like I said, this is kind of a, a tiered dynamic conversation we could have because there is so many aspects to the game. Yeah. So now let me ask you from from a, a swing coach perspective. Yeah. Um. You, you drill me all the time for you don't say perfect swing because there's yeah. not. Look at Jim Furyk. Look right. at look at. Uh, McElroy, look at uh, Sung Jm uh, or Matsuyama, who's got yeah. the big stall at the top of right. a swing. Um, uh, you see all of this, so there's really no perfect swing, because at the end of the day, what is the most important thing in a golf swing for you? Like, in- how do you come, What is you, what is Zach's kind of take on,
1: at the end of the day, you want to be here? Well... Hitting the ball solid is is probably the most important thing. Being able to make solid contact, which you can have per, perfect golf yeah. swing, is what you want to say, uh, and not touch the golf ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it the swing is is a small percentage of mm. of, of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, you have to be able to hit the ball solid. So is it fair
0: to say impact?
1: Yeah, that would be a. a Great answer. That's kinda
0: how I that's kinda how I focus on You've my game. Something.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? I've I did ask the something. right
0: question. That's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah. Like I, I kinda knew the answer, but I want everybody else to know too, where it's like, you know, you can go look at McElroy Furik Matsuyama and and you got three totally different John Rahm, I try to swing the. I try to swing... Zach yells at me all the time. He's like, dude, you are not John Rahm. Yeah. You have to slow down. Yeah. But that's me. That's how I need to play the ball. Somebody else could could have that quick pace sure. back swing forward. But it's like you look at this and at the end of the day, it's impact. Like who cares how you start in a sense. But the most important thing, if we're going to focus on anything, and you told me this from the beginning, is it's like we have to hit the ball solid. Right. And if you're going to hit it one direction, that's fine. Don't hit it both directions. Right. So impact, I really feel, is probably one of the things that you really like to focus on yeah. and probably
1: should. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, centeredness of contact, solid strike. Like I said, beautiful golf swing doesn't necessarily make contact. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you move into it? How do you get the club to bottom out where it's supposed to? I mean, that's all things that are going to, you know, how do you set up those are all going to run into impact and you you know if you can't talk about controlling clubface and and managing ball flight without hitting it solid um there, if you if you hit a driver you know you've got you know like high heel to low toe there's like nine different areas you could hit it on the club face. they give you nine different ball flights yeah. so i mean even though you know you, you hit it on a different spot on the club it's going to fly differently so um Managing where you strike it and how you strike it is yeah. is super. Important. I've got
0: center face pretty much almost down, but I've got the heel pretty much down too. <laughs> that's that's my mo. Yeah, is... I'm a toe
1: misser. If <laughs> anything, I don't like that heel side. That's no. scary. Yeah, you don't want it. The heel strikes are a little scary.
0: So with with new golfers, or I hate to say, on average, I really don't. But I, I want to say there's probably consistently something that a lot of golfers maybe see your struggle with when they first come into golf, say that, say they're playing, they're getting the ball up in the air. They can go and, you know, maybe lose half a box of golf balls around sure. or something like that. But what's, what's probably one of the number one things you see with an, a very new golfer who can play a little bit. What's one of the, probably the biggest things that you would, or maybe advice you would give, or that one thing that you would say, you know, you probably need to work on this. What would it be?
1: And um, in, in the swing, not yeah. the management. Yeah. See, I, I, my mind went to mental first, um, where I would just say the understand golf is hard. Yeah. Right. Um, but I I think just solid setup. I mean, if if you're holding it the right way and you're set up properly, you will build your swing around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the wrong grip. You will everything in your swing will try to adapt to what you're doing wrong in your hands. Mm-hmm. So. Um, grip is probably one of the most important things as far as just like if you're going to get one fundamental right, mm-hmm. hold it right.
0: And I fit, let, let's let's tell a little bit of a story, and you can you can use me as an example because I've gone from a 16 to a 12, and that's at old hickory. I played old hickory a lot, well, probably right. one of the harder handicapped courses around yeah, here. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, I, I think I, if I played other courses more consistently, I think I might achieve my goal as single digit at this yes. point. But uh, now I've kind of shifted my goal to, well, I'm going to be single-digit at Old Hickory first. Sure. But, so, but you can use me because I think on this, this is a lot of mine. So tell a little bit of the story on, on me, for example, because setup is probably one of my things. So right. kind of explain, because you can do this at the facility. You're going to be able to do your evaluation and really start mm-hmm. to hone in on this. But let's talk about if that's the one thing that really consider your setup first. I have a tendency in my game when I'm hitting the ball wrong or when when i'm not getting the ball flight my strike's pretty decent now right it's in my setup what do you usually see with me when i'm like dude i'm struggling with driver i'm struggling with my my
1: my miss is usually what and why why is it usually like that oh man you're giving me some trouble here (laughs) so i open and slidey is where my mind goes Mm -hmm. so you know aim aim is an issue uh but then the body movement stuff i mean just wanting to shift into the, the into the target rather than rotate and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But uh, you know, we get the rights with driver pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and like you said, a lot of that is aim. Yeah, because you stop me a lot, and which is all part of setup. Right. It's like where is I tend to try to get my target like off my left shoulder, which then you know now I've got a better feeling of like I try to feel my eyes in the center of my chest. But that's right. all part of setup. But because right. sometimes like my setup, I'll get so far yeah, right,
1: your chest gets closed, and yeah, you're close to your feet, your feet. Feet are open, chests are closed, and uh, you're aiming in multiple areas at once. And mm-hmm. I don't know where your eyes are pointed either. So I mean, it, you you can't have multiple targets. Uh, your eyes and the club face work really well together. So if your body gets twisted off of that, you're going to try to steer the ball in the direction where you're looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so those of you that slice it and aim left because you slice it, it you're going to have to slice it if you're aiming left. So yeah, uh, it doesn't. It's not going to fix the issue. Um, you know, getting to square is is important so that you can make those changes. If you're going to stand open, you better move the ball right. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it's just, it goes hand in hand. So uh, you're better off aiming right if you're hitting it right. Uh, yeah. you'll, you'll start to try to close the club face.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that's, that's uh, you know, I'm glad you said setup as far as the first thing. Cause that, I mean, and that's still something I've gone from a 16 to, you know, a 10 or 12 now. And it's still, the consistency. Every time now I put the sticks down and I think that would help a lot of people because it's kind of like driving. Like you said, your eyes match the club face. It's kind of like driving. You ever look in the mirror and start to like tend that same direction? Cause it's like, no matter where your body's set up, you have a goal in mind to right. that Flag is there and don't always aim at the flag. There's management there. Don't always look at the flag, but we're going to use flag for an example. You know, here's my spot. I'm going to, I've got 178 yards to that bunker and it's like you can be lined up and I usually aim right. So now I'm center fairway, which leaves me short sighted into a green where I want to be left towards this bunker, but I'm aimed down the middle of the fairway, but my eyes are at bunker and it's like subconsciously, like you said, we mentally, you want to take the ball to that direction, but you're aimed totally in the wrong direction. Right. Like your eyes cannot overcome what's going to happen with the path of the swing compared right. to where you're aimed. Right. So it's, it's setup is very, very important. And I, I thought you would say that, mm-hmm. but, but I think that also can cause problems like I have. And I just want to be relatable with other people because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Sure. They, because I'm so closed, I think it also changes my path, which is how I get slidey. I don't rotate because right. I have to get the club in such a way to hit it right, square.
1: Right, So, yeah, like a lot of times when I have, uh, let's say a, a good good high school player or a college-level athlete uh, come out and they're like, I, I can't hit it, I can't hit it. And it's like, you don't just lose your golf swing. You know, you're doing something something stupid so mm-hmm. it's like you know you're well you're aiming too far right or you're standing too close to the ball or and the, and the golf lesson is 30 seconds you know and it's like yeah. you just set them up properly and then like oh well there it is you know like you don't just your swing doesn't just go away mm-hmm. so those of you that you know uh practice on the range and you hit it great and you go to the golf course you're doing something silly on the in between whether you're not using Uh, alignment aid on the, on the range and practicing from square positions and just hitting blindly and you hit really well blindly. And on the golf course, you're trying to aim uh, and then you're not aiming correctly. It's going to cause issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, I always say things get, things get out of line, more tense and faster on the golf course. So if you're able to manage your tension, manage your, your setup process, um, and then keep a good tempo, uh, you can transition that range to course.
0: Yeah. Yep. So there's the management side of the skill as well, um, and that's why you know having this facility, you know, uh, at Elevate right? It's cool. Everybody, if you're watching this, you can see the logo up there. Um, but having the process you're going to have and being able to train accordingly is and, and very, very dynamically is good because it's going to make golf a lot more fun for a lot of people. Um, I think it's going to be, well, I know it's going to be a, a huge resource and it will literally change the game of golf and how it's going to grow it and getting people, um, scoring, scoring better, f- Yes, but also just playing a better quality of golf um, and giving people resources to matter. No matter what your goal is, or if your kids have goals, um, to be able to give them a resource that you know we can really start to train specifically. And giving you the ability to train more, see more dynamically, not have to. The thirty second lesson is important, right? But then it's like that's okay, now but go. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And you're gonna pay an hourly rate to get a thirty second golf lesson. Right. Golf lesson takes most of the time, five minutes. Yeah. The rest is supervised practice. Um, the way we're set up, you don't have to pay for that extra 55 minutes. You know, you, you get, you get the, the quick looks and the management of coach being around when you're practicing, making sure you're not doing those silly things. Um, you're actually able to progress a lot faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's good. And kudos to you for taking in, in, in a conversation that we had is like, man, I got to how do I, Like I could do this in three minutes and then we're just standing around and just yeah. hitting balls. And it's like the, you know, financially for you doesn't quite make sense. Love what you do, but now it's less about the money. It's more about the impact. You're literally going to be able to impact more golfers oh, yeah. and have build better golfers at a higher rate because of what you have f- figured out, right. which is super cool. And, and having that direction to do that. So, um, so what, when's the projected open date? What do we um, think?
1: Um, I don't want to quote something that we can't keep. but uh, You said October ish, yeah, early October, so
0: before the end of the year.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're probably before the fifteenth of October, I would say. And where's it at? Uh, it's it's in Lake St. Louis. Um, it's like and in Lake St. Louis Boulevard is the closest intersection to it.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, right behind my house it's
1: great (laughs) right behind quiver river Electric. oh yeah yeah. yep yep yep. yeah everybody
0: knows where that is equestrian center is kind of over there and um donatelli's is that direction as well right behind there
1: yep yeah real easy to get to from really anywhere so
0: yeah no that's awesome well what else you got me anything anything else you want to go over anything else you want to say
1: just to cover it a lot plug the instagram
0: yeah. Oh, you got Instagram yeah. now.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, here's. I'm not managing it. Either, <laughs> but, uh, it's E L V eight Golf. E
0: L V eight Golf and, on Instagram. Uh,
1: we're posting um, videos of the build on there now, so you can kind of see uh, the progress as as we uh, get underway here. So. Awesome. Thanks. Well, we'll
0: put we'll we'll put some links in the uh, in the description too. Um, So follow them on Instagram. Um, You know, we'll be, I I know I'm going to be over there too. So you can follow uh, Dr. Dustin Boston on Instagram. I'm going to drag Erin over there so she stops (laughs) trying to use my clubs. Uh, We'll get her to use some demo clubs or something. But uh, super cool what you're coming out with. We'll do another one here once you get up and rolling and uh, super excited to... uh, to be able to see what comes of it, but reach out to us, reach out to Zach, uh, follow us on the socials, and uh, we look forward to seeing you open. Yep. Thank you so much. Yep. See ya.